Out of Bounds. Triple M. Time to talk Southwest footy and talk to a bit of a character of the Southwest Football League, in particular at Bustleton. Are oh, you talking about classics, mate? They don't come much better than this fella. It's Matty Harbeck from the Boston Footy Book Footy Club. <laughs> Hello, Matty. Took a bit of getting that out, mate, but how are you going? Yeah, good, thanks, lads. How are you boys? Good. You are worried about being on here, and I just stuffed it up straight yeah. away, but that's all right, mate. That's the professionalism we roll around with on this show, Matty Harbeck, just I'll, so you know I'll you're a lot more comfortable. <laughs> um, last week, good performance against uh, South Bunbury at Hands Oval, uh, getting the win, just kicking away after half time. Talk us through about how the game rolled out for you guys. Yeah, well, we um, yeah we thought that uh, it was going to be a tough one, then as though. They were bottom of the ladder, looking at uh, improving their season, and we're we're um, yeah about the same. So they come out firing. We uh, missed the mark at the start of the game, but after half time we uh, slipped in a second gear there and uh, pulled away a bit. But yeah, to our credit, we got the four points. Um, yeah, it was just a tough day at the office, really. Hey mate, before I get onto this season, I've got to drop back to Grand Final day last year. Oh God, here we go. That was one of the, we called that game, one of the best grand finals you'd ever see. What was it like playing in it? Um, yeah, it was, uh, yeah, it was a good one, actually. It's sort of just a normal game there for a while. We thought, yeah, we're up and about three goals, and then all of a sudden we're looking at losing three in a row there. We, uh, yeah, thought couldn't couldn't be real, and then all of a sudden, four seconds to go, and bang, we've got a shot on goal. So, yeah, definitely a memorising one. And, of course, we're talking about the Imperials, Dean or Grand yes, Final, just right. in case anyone's not too sure. In the lowest Southwest Football League, you were playing for Imperials last season. And, uh, yeah, that yeah. last few few seconds, watching yeah. – and we're going to catch up with another um, Imperials player next uh, next hour, Jack Wademan. Um, but that last few seconds with Austin Styles kicking for goal, did that seem a little surreal? Uh, yeah, it was just – well, I was standing in the back line not doing much as normal. But, uh, yeah, I was yeah, – I couldn't believe when they – the ball up. Free kick paid, advantage paid, and next thing, Ostia taking a mark in the goal square. So Very different yeah. to what was happening 60 seconds earlier, though, because it was right down your end trying to defend away, and all of a sudden, D-Mills kicked a goal. Yeah, I think that was probably on my bad, too. Eh? I'll give away two there. <laughs> I didn't want to bring that up. <laughs> you, you don't want to admit that, mate. No, um... I'll give a 50 metre away. And... No. <laughs> anyway. So let's hey, go back to the tape speaking right of that, now. Lower South West last year, South West footy, how have you settled back into South West footy? Yeah, good. Um, the Buffalo Footy Club's, um, yeah, Got a good good bunch of local people around, which is uh, good. And yeah, it's yeah, not too much different, really. Um, just a little bit faster, but uh, it hasn't. Yeah, not not too much has changed, really. I'm just getting a, getting a year older, so maybe it's not faster. I'm just getting a bit slower. <laughs> At least you don't have to change colours either. That's something. Yeah, that's pretty uh, handy. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's what people say. Even black and white, no matter where I've gone, so it's good. Hey, mate, Triple M covered, uh, I think it was around four or something. Bustleton yes. played Collie. Yeah. Yep. And Bustleton were electric. They were just slick. And it's a little bit frustrating that you've only picked up the four wins for the season. Yeah, well, we know our best is good enough to match the top teams. As we found out, we've played, I think, a first game against HBL. We went down by maybe 10 or 12 points or something. And then we're eaten by four points in the first two games. And then we had a, a blistering start to um, the Collie game. So... We know our best is there um, when it's on. We've just got uh, young kids, and unfortunately, we just can't bring four quarters every week, and our skill level's down a little bit. But once when we do get it, there's a lot of quarters of the footy we win, and we just lose it, we're losing the game, but dominating the game, if you know what I mean. 
This is the Southwest Triple M. This is Out of Bounds. Daniel Leach here. Alan Crane over there on the phone. Matt Harbeck is from the Bustledon Football Club. They, this weekend, take on Bunbury at Bovell Park. It'll be our broadcast game coming up tomorrow afternoon at 4.30 with the man on the other side of this desk, Alan Crane. Yeah, You're going to put on your broadcasting commentary voice this weekend? Oh, I think we will. Out. Harbeck's got best on ground already, oh, mate. Oh, there you go. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> Three votes. Pow. <laughs> now, on the positive, but on the positive side for the Bustledon Footy Club, you must be pretty wrapped um, for going into next season. I know it's a bit early for next season, but the signs this year show you're very much on a build. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, we, we're we very confident. We're confident each week as we roll out because we just we know that we're good enough. We've just got to uh, bring four quarters each each and every game. But, okay, our defensive pressure, I think we're fourth, third or fourth for points against. So we know we're defending well so over the ground. It's just, just making the most of our opportunities when we go forward. Now, the last time you played Bunbury, they stitched you up a bit to the tune of 73 points. What do you need to do different this time against the Bunbury Bulldogs who are heading towards finals? Um, I just think we've got to deal with the, um, the pressure or perceived pressure more than anything. We're just a bit we're a bit scrappy with uh, more perceived pressure or pressure from the other side. And if we can start hitting a few more targets and keeping the ball in our hands, we'll, um, we'll have a good crack. Now, there's a lot of talk when people go down to Busso. It's mm. always tough to win down there. Very. How much uh, home ground advantage do you reckon it gives you? Uh, well, yeah, the crowd's obviously on your side. We train there two or three nights a week. So, uh, it's always, everyone's got home, home ground advantage. Hopefully, I don't know how much of an advantage it actually is, whether it's just in the mind more than anything. I think you're right there, mate, because mm. the ground's still got a few posts to these then. You've yeah. got to kick it through. Yeah, exactly. Exactly, yeah. Hey, now, what's been Coach Steve Lester's message to the group throughout the year? Um, just, well, attack. Attack when we got the opportunity, but more um, just keep the ball in our hands. Um, just no, pretty well the basics. Just keep the ball in our hands and get, go forwards from there. So you're playing a bit of a spoiler role over the next couple of weeks, or you're hoping to, I suppose. As I said, you've got Bunbury coming up tomorrow afternoon, which should be a really good contest, and then Augusta Margaret River the week after. Um, do you sort of go into those those two games and think to yourselves, yep, this is our chance to just, you know, knock off one of the big teams and, you know, pump our chests up a bit? Yeah, yeah, for sure. We, um, Like I said, we go into every every match uh, knowing we can, we can win the game. So we'll rock up against Bunbury high expectations, and uh, and then against Margs the week after. So we reckon we can take a scalp in these next two weeks. And then, so of course... We've just got to bring the four weeks, uh, four quarters of footy. Yeah, it's very true. And then, of course, you know, tomorrow night's a big night because, obviously, yes, yep. you've got the football game. But then straight after that, a uh, nice old function going on, the old back-to-school party. Oh, what now, have we got there? Uh, a bit of school uniform work going on, I believe, tomorrow. Have you picked out your school uniform, Matt Harbeck? <laughs> None. I haven't yet, mate. No, but I reckon... Half of our players would probably just rock up straight from, from school anyway. <laughs> so they don't even need to look for a uniform. It's a good know, point. Are you, are you scouring around for one or what's, what's oh, the go? No, I haven't even thought that far ahead oh, yet. Um, buddy. Yeah, I'm not one for dressing up and getting too carried away there, but no doubt I'll be there for a few beers. So what is it, Dan? It's a school It's a back-to-school party. Yeah, no, it's going to be yeah. uh, a bit of fun. So. I might have to get me grey school well, shorts Well, I was going to line. suggest to you and, Al- and uh, Aaron that you guys should probably dress in your uh, old school gear and uh, rock up to the Mine game. Mine might be a little bit tight nowadays, I, though, Dan. Yes, <laughs> I do agree. Maybe that's quite possibly the point. Uh, if you're in Bustleton tomorrow afternoon, good game of footy. Bustleton taking on Bunbury at Bovell Park. And if you're looking for a bit of fun, stick around, get some mag. Uh, 
you know, school gear on and go along and have a look at the back to school party, which should be a fair bit of fun. Maddie, thank you very much for joining us this afternoon. Great to have you on and best of luck for the last three games of the season. No worries, boys. Thanks for having me and I'll see you tomorrow night all dressed up for a beer. <laughs> Out of Bounds. Triple M. Uh, let's have a look at this week. Round 16, Dale Alcock home, Southwest Football League. Uh, let's touch on tomorrow's broadcast game. Bustleton and Bunbury uh, being served up by Maccas in Bustleton and Vass. We do some very good coffee in the drive-thru, might I say. Very good coffee. Um, this is the game that uh, yourself and Aaron are going to be at tomorrow at 4.30. I am fascinated to see how Bustleton go in this. I think they're a sneaky chance. Well, they are. That's, there's no, no sneakiness about it, no. Because okay. um, the last time they played, Bunbury absolutely stitched them up by 70-odd three points or mm. something like that. But, you know, Bustleton, we watched them play earlier in the year and they've got a lot of uh, good ball movement. It's just yep. if they can hit targets. And uh, at the start of the year, they were hitting them with ease and yep. they had a lot of flow on footy. Uh, they play a short game and if they start missing those targets, they open themselves up. Uh, to get scored against. Gee, Bunbury got a fair bit on the line, though, haven't yes. they? They are, got finals in the eyes, so uh, I can't really see that uh, Bunbury would want to let this one slip. No, I look forward to having a little bit of listen to that while I'm at the Bledisloe tomorrow. I'm sure you two will do an exceptional job. Just as a caller, Dan, how do you get on calling the Bunbury jumpers? Oh, don't. That's, that, this is something that's been a bugbear of yours all year. This is your, <laughs> this, you take that up, okay? They're the best colours in the league, but... Um, you're hard to see those numbers on the back, isn't <laughs> okay, it? Okay. Right or is that just me? I think, well, I think, yeah, look, I would suggest that a lot of people probably do struggle a little bit with the numbers on the back of the Bunbury players, but um, that won't matter for the Bunbury players because they just go and find their own teammates and they don't need to worry about the numbers. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> well said, Dan. Thank you. Uh, Saturday, 2.20, uh, important day happening at uh, VC Mitchell Park tomorrow. It is uh, the Dr. Mania Memorial Cup. It is also the Chris Sheehan game Donnybrook taking on South Bunbury. There's going to be a lot of emotion surrounding this game tomorrow. Oh, it will be, and there's no doubt about that. Uh, look, Donnybrook got a kick in the tail last week, oh, uh, yeah. a severe kick in the tail, so they'll be looking forward to this game so they can put last week well and truly mm. behind them. Uh, South Bunbury have just fallen out of um, yeah. out of the wayside by the wayside and then uh, competitive for a half last week against Bustleton and then forgot to come out after half time. so... Look, South Bunbury are a proud footy club. Mm-hmm. They'd want to throw a fair bit at this, but Donnybrook, um, they slipped from, I think, second to fifth last week yeah. with that loss. So it's a bit of a slippery slide that well, they'd want to get back up again. I've actually got a bit of conjecture about the ladder, but they'll leave that till... Oh, you know, that's oh, interesting. Like, anyway, we'll, we'll bring that up another day. Anyway, um, the other game that's happening tomorrow, Eaton Boomers versus HBL, it's first versus second again. And not only this first time versus second, Hewitt. these are the two sides that we, uh, yourself... And and uh, me picked oh, that's a good point. at the start of the year that to be premiers. So yeah. I'll um, be interested to see how they go. HBL, as you said last week, they are very good four-quarter side. So good. Uh, and that's where Eaton struggling at the minute. But Eaton have the capacity to score very, very quickly. Mm. But they just seem to they'll score quickly, they'll score a quick five, and then they'll drift out of the game. They need to get that back in yeah. and put the pressure on those HBL ball carriers. Who are you going for? I'm going with the HBL boys. Okay. Sunday, Kerry Which Park. Which one do you go? Oh, I'll go with HBL as well. Uh, I've got to. I tipped them, so you know. What are you going to do? Uh, I did tip them at the side of you, didn't I? No, you tipped Eaton Boomers. Okay, well, in that case, <laughs> I completely forgot right. who I tipped now. Yeah, that's right. Uh, oh, dear. Kerry Park versus Augusta <laughs> Margaret River. Sunday at 2.20. 
Yeah, it is another interesting one, isn't it? Kerry Park have been around the mark all year, mm. and um, they're going to fall short, There's, uh, which is a bit of a shame for them. Injuries hit them very hard in that mid part of the season. They just didn't have the top up to to keep going. But Augusta Margaret River on a bit of a roll at the minute. Mitch Lynn's been in fantastic oh, form for the, the Marks. He was a bit yeah. quiet a couple of weeks ago, but yep. in the last two weeks he's been outstanding. Yep. And he's a big plus. He's a big driver for the Margaret River Football Club. I'm good to see Harry Taylor also perform in the last couple of weeks as well. I yeah, the big game. Sort of gave him a bit of a rocket at halftime, I must say, uh, looking at that game when they took on Eight and Boomers a couple you, of weeks you ago. You did give I him did. a bit of a... All of a sudden a he came firing team. out and... Did very well. And You'll have the well coaches enough. ringing up from all around the place. Can you give our player a bit of a serve? Very unlikely. And then Sunday, 2.30, Collie Eagles versus the Harvey Bulls. Yeah, well, Harvey Bulls are just playing out the season, aren't yep. they? But, you know, they've got a bit of pride in the game from next week, and they showed last week against yeah. the Eaton Boomers that they are, still can be competitive. Yep. Collie Eagles, uh, they were very much on a roll. And this sort of, um, it'll be interesting to see how they bounce back, but they should be able to beat the Harvey Bulls. Okay. Uh, round 16 action, as we said, tomorrow. Some really good games going on. If you're anywhere around Donnybrook, uh, Chris Sheehan game and the Dr. Mania Memorial Cup. And, of course, our broadcast game, 4.30, will be live here on the Southwest Triple M. Bustleton taking on Bunbury from Bovell Park. Thanks, our mates, at Maccas in Bustleton and Vass. The latest on sport in the Southwest. Out of bounds. Triple M. I tell you what, I we've, we've kept a close eye on the ECU, Southwest Jets, in the last few weeks or so. Um, the open side and also the 20 and under side both taking part. And they've got another home game coming up this Sunday. Uh, 12.15, I think, is the 20 and under side, 2 p.m. for the league side. Um, this 20 and under side is very, very good right now, aren't they? They are, and they don't get too many um, home games. No. So, um we thought we'd have a chat to the coach yes. of the 20 side yes. in Myrna Carboni. I'm not doing too good on the, <laughs> you are doing the introductions. You're having a struggle today. <laughs> but anyway, how are we, man? Yeah, I'm really well, thanks. Uh, I'm going to buy you, I don't know whether it's new teeth or I'm not too sure what I need to get you, Craney, but anyway. I just hey, need to stop having cordials before I come in here, mate. That's a very good point. <laughs> Myrna, um, I was just saying, the 20 and under side having a lot of success this season, second on the ladder, and uh, just uh, going really, really nicely. Tell us about how this season has gone in your perspective. Well, the season has... Um gone beyond our expect or beyond my expectations we set ourselves a goal to make top four and at the moment we're sitting second of course the season's not over yet and we've got some really tough games ahead of us in the next few weeks um but as long as the girls keep playing the way they have been and sticking to the game plan that we come up with each week uh there's no reason that we can't finish you know in second or even first on the ladder speaking of that game plan do you and Erin the open coach do you sit together and work out a game plan or you keep your sides very much separate? No, we do a lot of work together. We train together um, at the Eaton Rec Centre twice a week. But when it comes to the actual game plan, because we're playing against different sides, although it's the same name, um, you know, they're playing obviously against the open side and we're playing against the other 20 and underside, we have to have different game plans because we've got to look at who the matchups are and um, we will have to do different things to make our game successful than what the open will have to do. But like I said, we train together. Um, so the overall, you know, goals and the overall values of the club remain the same between both the teams. So do you get much video footage of the other sides that you're playing against? 
No, we don't actually. The Open um, often get video footage if they play on court one, that's videoed. And you can get access to that through Facebook. Um, we, I think, have had two games for the whole year that have been videoed. So it's pretty hard to look at what the matchups are going to be. So you really have got to take it from your first round games when we played them the first time and, um, you know, try and come up with a game plan that suits that game. So this is a bit new to the comp, isn't it? An under-20s or a 20s comp. Uh, yep, is this, this the first year running? Yeah. It is the first year that we've had an under-20s comp. Previously, it was an 18 and under, a reserves and an open. Um, This year, they've gone to an open and a 20 and under comp. So it's pretty exciting to be sitting so well in the first season of, you know, having a 20 and under comp there. In a way, has that helped out the the Jets in terms of sort of focusing in the talents? Because obviously, you would have been running with three clubs maybe beforehand. Um, look, I, I don't think it's made a huge difference. We, um, it may be w- with regard to our competitiveness, um, it has, but um, yeah, it probably hasn't made a huge difference all over. It just means that there's more people vying for those positions, I suppose. You know, when you have three teams, you're able to take more players. You know, now we've only got two teams. Uh, when it comes to selections and trials, it's very competitive. Daniel Leach and Alan Crane with you on this Friday afternoon. This is Out of Bounds on the Southwest Triple M. And at the moment, we've got Myrna Carboni, who is the coach of the 20 and unders side for the ECU Southwest Jets. Now, keep in mind, uh, third and final home game coming up for the ECU Southwest Jets, Eaton Rec Centre, happening on Sunday afternoon, 12.15 start for the 20 and unders, open at 2 p.m. And they're taking on the Western Roar. Now, Myrna, the Western Roar are top of the table at the moment, and you guys are in second. So there's a lot riding on the line in this game this weekend. Oh, look, there is. Um, We didn't perform as well as we would have liked to when we played them last time. So there's pride on the line as well as those positions, you know, with first and second and and making sure that we at least maintain second. Um, Yeah, so it's going to be a huge game for us and for the Open as well. So what areas didn't you do so well at last time that you need to improve on this time you hit them? Yeah, with regards to the 20s. Yeah, we're talking 20s. We play a very... um, a very tight defensive game. They're just um, so regulated in their defence and they put pressure on you the whole time. And we struggled with that for the first half. Um, But we came back and we matched them in the second half. So we worked a lot on that over the past few weeks. And uh, that will be our goal for Sunday is to just make good decisions under that pressure and make sure that we treasure the possession of the ball when we've got it and good delivery into the goalies. And as Dan alluded to, you don't play many home games. It must be great to play and run out in front of that home oh, crowd and get yeah. that um, for the girls. Yeah, oh, for everyone. It's wonderful. Um, you know, we travel to Perth every week, you know, virtually to play. We get three home games a season. And it really makes such a difference when you've got the home crowd behind you and they're cheering for you, you know, rather than when we're up in Perth. And, we, you know, we've only got parents and family and, um, you know, uh, boyfriends and, and that sort of thing there cheering us on. So to have a big crowd and, and lots of the junior netballers from around the southwest coming to cheer us on and, and see what it's all about, it, yeah, it's, it's great and exciting. So from the 20 and unders side, who should we be looking out for? I mean, Sophie Bell seems like she's had a, a fantastic season uh, as goal shooter and goal attack at, at times. I mean, last game I think she shot uh, 36 from 40 against uh, the Southside yeah. Demons. I mean, she's got her eye in, hasn't she? 
She has been shooting consistently in the 90% and the high 80s mm. all season. So she's certainly been our go-to goalie. Our defensive end has been really solid as well with Serena and Daki and Shay Scra. Um, we've been working a lot on their defensive work this week at training. So look out for those two as well, I think. And in terms of the open side, uh, there's still a chance to make the finals. They will need to probably uh, win three of their four, maybe even make it four of their four in order to make it. But it'll be a big test for them coming up uh, on Sunday. But again, that home crowd might just be able to get them over the line. Well, hopefully. Hopefully everyone's there cheering and and that will get them over the line. They matched up um, pretty well to a very physical Western Raw side last time that they met them. Um, And it was actually last time we played against them, it was Lisa Millman's 300 and she injured herself. So it'll be great to have her back out there. And um, they're ready for the physicality of Western Raw this time. So they'll be out there matching it. And, you know, the crowd cheering them on will make all that difference and hopefully they can get the win and... And like you said, win the next four and get into the, the top four. And just have that experience of Lisa Millman, as you say, back out there. That will be a big oh, thing yeah, as well. Yeah, her her knowledge of the game is, um, you know, and her, her ability to settle the players around mm. her. Yeah, she's a, she's a big um, link in that open side for sure. All right, folks. Well, if there's nothing in your diary for Sunday, you've got something in there now. Eaton Rex set at 12.15 for the 20 and unders. 2 p.m. for the open. Uh, the ECU Jets taking on the Western Raw at the Eaton Rex Centre. Make sure you get out there and go support them. Myrna, thank you so much for joining us this afternoon here on Out of Bounds. We wish you all the success for the rest of this season and fingers crossed to get that title at the end of the year for the 20 and unders. Thank you so much for having me and yeah, everyone come on down to the Eaton Rec Centre and support us and cheer us on. Out of Bounds, Triple M. I tell you what, we're going to talk Lower Southwest Football League now. I'm getting a little excited because uh, obviously going to do the grand final of the Lower Southwest Football League. Yeah, how good was the last one? Quite, quite, yeah, I know, I know. I get the feeling that Imperials are all of a sudden just working their on way. On a bit of a roll, I think, In Daniel. a bit of a roll. And there's one man who's been helping that out. Yes, and he's the captain, is Jack Wiedemann. How are you, Jack? Yeah, good, thanks. How are you? Going well. As I said, you guys have got a bit of a roll on. You won five of the last six and a cracking win last week against Southerners. You absolutely turned it on, especially after half time. What's the mood inside the club right uh, like right now? Yeah, at the moment it's going good. Like all the boys, I mean, it's just because everyone's been getting a training. So I think everyone's getting keen at this time of year, especially after a few wins. Gets <laughs> everyone up and about. Yeah. Now, mate, you had a terrific win last year's grand final. How difficult was it to... Uh, to get all the boys back on page to start 2019. Yeah, it was pretty hard. We had um, like half a, half the team last year that are um, not playing this year anymore, so we had to fill a few spots. But I feel like the Reggie boys and um, Colts boys stepped up this year, so it's been good so far. As a captain, did you have a major input in uh, sort of getting the boys rocking and rolling again? Oh no, not too much. That's more the coaching role, but I had. That got to say my opinion here and there, but not too much input. Oh, mate, you've got to always have your opinion. Now, you're right with Imps, so yeah, we're rolling along there, but the last few weeks you've really mm. lifted a, another cog. What's been the change? Uh, I think just, yeah, I think uh, probably since we've been, since Tigers game, when we played that game, it's kind of like we've been playing for our season still, keeping it alive, so I think everyone's just, kind of in that finals spirit. 
style. And, and part of that is also to do with the fact of how close the competition is from second to fifth at the moment because your team, Dean Mill, Southerners, Tigers, there's only two points separating them on the ladder right now. I can just imagine that almost every game you do go into, it is pretty much like you're playing finals footy. Yeah, yeah. what I was trying to say, like, yeah, since we've been since we played Tigers, every game since then has kind of been to save our save our season. So I think that's what we kind of got over everyone else, where everyone thought they were in the top four and we'll sit in fifth. So we've had to kind of fight our way back in there and, yeah, we've put ourselves in a good position two games to go. Yeah, with two games remaining, I mean, you got Boy up on the last game there. Uh, uh, the finish in the top uh, two has got a real, very real chance. How important is that to you as a footy club to finish that, get that double chance? Yeah, for the last couple of years, we've, been lucky enough to finish top two and especially the older boys I'm sure they like to have that week off after the season finish kind of thing before finals so it does help a lot I've realised. Just looking from the outside in it looks like Imps have got a never say die sort of attitude is that something the the coaching staff just keep instilling all the time because you always seem to fight back? Yeah well, it's just bloody the four quarter efforts that we've been trying to like keep in our game where I think Last year's start of last year, we kind of died off in the last quarter, but this year we've been kind of, yeah, playing that four quarters and just keeping ourselves in it, really. Uh, at the moment, we've got Jack Waiterman with me uh, with me and Craney here on Out of Bounds around the southwest of Triple M. He is the captain of the Imperials Football Club, who currently find themselves third spot on the ladder, and have got a pretty important game this weekend up against Bridgetown. Now, I have to mention him, your mate Austin Styles. Does he just does he like a bit of theatre? Does he seems to kick the winning goal and carry on? No, he keeps to himself a bit, like he doesn't. He doesn't like to carry on too much. Like the other, we've got a few guys in our team, like um, Skinny West, that likes to carry on a bit after kicking the point against Tigers. But yeah, Austin keeps to himself. He just goes there and gets the job done. Admittedly, I do remember when we chatted to Austin Styles. He did keep to himself a fair very bit. laid back character. Very laid back character. Didn't want to give yeah. away too much. That doesn't surprise me too much. But we go back to obviously you know twelve months ago when he kicked that absolute bag, won the won the uh, game off his own boot. Um, did you have to sort of keep him back for a couple of days? Because did he get a bit of a big head after that? Oh, yeah, it was pretty blurry <laughs> that stage. I can't really remember too much. <laughs> but I don't, yeah, I don't think I think everyone was just up and about. So hopefully we can um, get the same feeling this year. Yeah. I'm, sure, I'm sure the boys are keen on that. Very close last time you played Bridgetown. You got Bridgetown again this week. They're obviously been the team to beat. What what did you do so different that you got within two points? Uh, I think it was just because we we realised that it was a couple of their um, midfielders that like to set up set up their forwards. Like their forwards probably get it on a bit of a plate, so to get their uh, midfielders under pressure, they it probably helps out our backline. So yeah, and that would have thrown a bit of a message to the the rest of the the opposition teams, I suppose, to go. Hang on, we this side is not a shoe in for a grand final. Yeah, for. They like, yeah. What we realise is like they like to, they got some pretty good ball users. So if you can keep them under pressure and um, keep the ball, keep the game on your terms, then you got a real good chance of um, getting over the line, which we've um, realised. And hopefully we can um, do the same thing this weekend. Now, mate, as skipper, I ask this to all the captains: Are you one of those rowdy skippers out on the field that offer plenty of advice, or are you just sort of meander around and uh, do it by example? 
Oh, yeah, when I first started off um, being captain, it was, I was pretty quiet, kept to myself, kind of, just played my football. But now that we've got like a lot more younger boys in the side, I like to help them out where I can. But yeah, everyone, everyone, it's kind of everyone. And how, and how's your win win loss um, ratio on the toss of the coin, mate? Are we doing all right? Yeah, this year I've been going all right. Go heads every week. And <laughs> heads every yeah, week. That's the that's yeah, secret. The big thing about being a captain is there's no rule book. There's no sort of, you know, guidelines as to how to be a captain. You really do have to find it out for yourself. Did it take a little while trying to adjust to being captain? Yeah. Yeah, it did kind of. When I first started off, we had um a lot of experienced boys playing. Like, we had a few travellers, so they kind of helped me out a bit, but... I got a bit nervous, like before the game, talking because they probably already know what what what's going on, and I'm just making up words, kind of thing, stringing lines together. Oh, that's all right. You can do a job in radio, then, mate. Yeah. <laughs> and now, mate, I have to ask you this one more before I go. Yes. You played with the great Nat Fielding. Oh, How no. did you go? Oh, yeah, that was a couple of years ago. That was when I first kind of started off playing. But yeah, he was good for um, us younger boys that were playing at the same time. But he gets pretty fired up at training and. Yeah, and tell me something. Could could you understand what he was saying? <laughs> oh, no, nah, not when he was really young. Be good to catch up again. I haven't seen him for a while. Oh, I do love the fact that you managed to crowbar a reference to Nat Fielding in there. That's just wonderful. <laughs> oh, he's our Matt. I know Matt. he's our Nat Fielding. He knows what he's up to. Round sixteen, Lower Southwest Football League. This game on Sunday is an absolute ripper. Imperials hosting Bridgetown. Two PM start for the league game. It is going to be one that all Lower Southwest Footy League fans will be at. I get the feeling because this has got a lot on the line. Um, a massive thanks for joining us, Jack. Best of luck for this weekend, and fingers crossed we're uh, talking to you when we get to the finals. Yeah, cheers boys. Thanks for having me. The latest on sport in the Southwest. Out of bounds. Triple M. It's Friday afternoon and Alan Crane just swaying back and forth. To just Percy a bit of music, mate. Just, oh, you just like it? Going, yeah, a bit good. of mellow music. Oh, it's beautiful. Just an <laughs> ideal way to bring in our next guest. Well, I was going to say probably not that. Okay, yeah, sure. Um, He's a very mellow Fellow? <laughs> Is he? Okay, <laughs> we'll find out. We'll right. see, we soon will. Nigel Reeves here to join us to talk all things Lower Southwest Football League. Hello, Mellow Yellow. <laughs> oh, good afternoon, boys. Yeah, I wasn't that mellow in the second half on uh, last Sunday, but anyway, I can be a little bit mellow. Oh, just, just on the odd occasion. Um, a lot of talk today, by the way, about last year's grand final again, because we've had Matt, Matt Harbeck on, we've had Jack Waderman on, and I know you don't want to talk about it, so instead let's talk about last week's game instead, because, yeah, Dean Mill, your boys, got the job done over Tigers. That's an important win, isn't it? Very important win uh, for the Demo Footy Club. Got off to a terrific start, which has been missing the last three or four weeks. And then Tigers come right back into the game, courtesy of uh, the old Fossil and Linda Muir. They played a terrific game of footy. And, uh, yeah, it was just a great game of footy. And, and yeah, Demo got over the line in the end by about four or five goals. How's young David Fall? Six. Mm. Another old Fossil. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, I sort of called him young there, mate. Young yeah, compared no, to me. Uh, the the, the elder statesman of the game between two teams, I'll include Paul Starkey in that as well. Yes. Uh, that was terrific all day. But uh, David Fall and Linda Muir uh, led the way as far as goal kicking goes for both teams. Very important win, though. That yeah, very important. I get the feeling David Fall is going to take that little bit of audio of you calling him young 
and just repeat that over and over again. Just every time he gets a text message, that'll be his text message Absolutely. Time from now on. Hey, Imperials, uh, we mentioned it with Jack before. They have got one heck of a role going on now. They've won uh, six, uh, five of their last six, a huge win against Southerners last week, and just seemed to fire on all cylinders, didn't it? Yeah, while we're talking about Dave before, before we get on this one, it's oh, yeah. the 200th game this week for the oh. Demo Club, so... A big congratulations to him. It's a huge effort uh, in any competition. So well done to Dave. Well Absolutely. Done, yes. Pass on our very, very best. Please do. And he's a good fella to go with it. Friend of the show. He's not a bad bloke. He's good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Don't go out on the limb there too now much. Now you have to call him young now. <laughs> uh, look, I think Imperials uh, are in as good a form as what Bridgetown are. I know mm-hmm. Bridgetown haven't lost the game yet, but Imperials last four or five weeks have been outstanding. Uh, they play Bridgetown again this weekend, so it'll be interesting to see how far they've come. They only played them a few weeks ago and went down by a couple of points, but their form is as good as anyone in the league. So uh, they've got a nice run. If they win this week, they're pretty much guaranteed second spot, so it's a huge game for them. Well, you're right there. No games are give me, but their last one against Boyup, you'd think they'd win that. Yeah, just about that. They'd, they'd like their chances against Bridgie, I reckon. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're playing good footy, and they've got something that, a lot of other clubs haven't got, as we spoke about before. They've got an outstanding ruckman in Ryan King, a big fella, and he rucks well, but he also moves around again. We saw that in last year's grand final. So, uh, look, they'll be uh, they'll be full of confidence, and uh, they'll give themselves every chance to win this week. And, of course, as expected, Bridgetown getting the job done over Boy Brook last week. So let's now go on to this week's games, round 16. Let's start with the two sides at the foot of the table. They're going to see if they can smash each other for the weekend. Cogent up versus Boy Up Brook in Cogent up. You'd say Cogent up probably going to be going in pretty firm favourites in this one. You'd say Cogent up. Their form's been pretty solid over the last two or three weeks as well. But boy, this would probably be genuinely Boy Up's uh, last chance to, to have a win mm. this season. So uh, they'll give it everything, I'm sure. They've got some really good people at their club, so they'll fight the season out right to the very end. But I think Cogent up at home will be too strong for Boy Up Brook. I think you hit the nail on the head. This will be Boy Up Brook's grand final, mm. won't it? They, they'll be throwing everything at it. Um, but, gee, you can't go past Goose's men at home, could you? Yeah, no. It won't be a Goose egg, I would have thought, by the weekend. No. Anyway. Goose, we're going with Goose's men, we're going with, I'm going with Goose's men, absolutely. Uh, Twilight footy, Saturday afternoon in Dean Mill. This is going to be monstrous. Dean Mill take on Southerners. Now, if Dean Mill do indeed win this, I reckon you're pretty much locked in for the finals here. But if they lose... It is going to be fascinating next week because they've got the bye and they're going to be sitting back going, oh, cripes, what's going to go on here? Um, yeah, well, you've wrapped it up in one there. Look, Thank you. We, we win this week, we're definitely playing finals. And, uh, you know, the way they started last week would have been uh, pleasing for their coach um, as far as getting some score on the ball. We've definitely had enough of the footy um, in nearly every game that Dean will have played, but uh, we just haven't been able to put a score on the board. But, Southerners are pretty much in the same boat as what D-Mill are, so they need to win as well. So it'd be a terrific game, and I just think D-Mill will get over the line at home. Southerners haven't gone on like we thought they would have at the start yeah. of the year, have they? They sort of um, dropped out a bit, so I think D-Mill might get over this one, Dan. Okay, I like that. That's good. They will keep uh, Weaver very happy, I would have thought. Uh, Sunday afternoon, 2pm, this will be a ripper as well. And as you said before, we're going to find out where Imperials really do sit because they take on the top side, the undefeated side, Bridgetown. Is there a possibility that Bridgetown may just pull back a little bit over the next couple of weeks? They know they've got top spots sewn up. Does that mean that all of a sudden Imperials are a massive chance? 
I think Imperials are a massive chance anyway, but uh, let's not forget the Bridgetown have had top spots on up since probably about round five. True. And they haven't dropped the game since. And, and uh, they've been starved of success. Their last premiership was in uh, 2003. So I think they'll keep their foot down. They know they've got a couple of weeks off uh, come the end of the season. But Imperials, I mean, these two teams, as well as uh, Southerners, D-Mill and, and Tigers, D-Mill the week before, mm. could all play each other again. Yeah in a couple of weeks' time at some stage. So uh, I think Bridgetown will get over the line, but it wouldn't surprise me if Imps got up and won this one. Gee, a long time between drinks. What did you say, no, 2003. 2003? Yeah, 2003. Um... Yeah, 2003 when Michael Crane uh, come down. So it, it's been a long time, and the ones before that were in the mid-'80s. So I just don't think they'll take the foot off the pedal. Their biggest, uh, I suppose, thing to keep a lid on is uh, expectation. So... Uh, they've done everything right so far, so you can't fault Ray Masters and his, and his group of players and, and the committee and staff up there, but uh, disappointing end of the season, so we'll see what happens. And it's going to be an absolute cracker, isn't mm. it, buddy? Um, John, who are you going for? I might, I'll stick with the Bridgetown boys. I'm going to go Imperials just for, for, uh, yeah, just well, for the heck of it. Well, oh, yeah, okay. that's not without a chance, is well, it? Of course it's not without a chance. No. I'm sure they're going to be a red-hot crack at it, but anyway. And don't worry about it, Weave. If Imperials win, we'll hear about it. Oh, don't you worry. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> hey, I just want to finish up uh, our little chat here talking about uh, Lower Sowers Football League and, of course, friend of the show, Anthony Stubberfield, and uh, our condolences this week yep. to um, uh, Roy Stubberfield, who's best known as Stubber, who's uh, a life member of the Imperials Football Club. He passed away Saturday afternoon last week, um, and an absolute legend of not just the Imperials Football Club, but for the Lower South West in general. And a legend of the community as well. Yep. In and Craney. So, yeah, he'll be sorely missed, and condolences to Anthony and his family. Uh, had a lot to do with uh, Anthony over the over the time in footy and just in life in general. So, look, it be a sad loss, but he's a terrific man right to the end. So, uh, all the best to them. Indeed. Hey, uh, Weaver, as always, a delight to chat to you. We'll do it again next week. Good, sir. All right. Cheers, boys. Out of Bounds. Triple M.